Welcome back to the latter side of everything. Here again when you are listening. Hopefully coming down to the end of my very, very busy, very, very intense schedule. Uh, be the one free time where I'm not, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to do work that I don't get paid for, which is housework, the ultimate work. <laughs> Said that almost like going to a horror movie. Um, yeah. So the plug for this episode is thank you for sticking with it, all the listeners, and hopefully still spreading the word. Um, yeah, you hopefully know where to find it. And if not, I encourage you to listen to a previous or future episode to find all the different ways to listen to this podcast. So today's episode, uh, well, I made a uh, boo-boo at work. Um, you know, I'm a, I wouldn't even say an anxious person, but things that I've never experienced before that I'm not quite sure how they play out and I have no, no realm, like no understanding of what the ramifications of something could be. So my mind immediately jumps to like, well, what's, you know, people say, what's the worst that could happen? Um, I, I always thought that was kind of a funny saying because you're like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? And then in movies or TV shows, it's always like, well, it's a horror. Or, then the guy gets killed. But, um, you know, and technically that's not even the worst that could happen. It would be like a slow death. <laughs> it would be like, be like, well, you now have every type of cancer. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, just thinking about it like, my mind goes, it's almost like a reassuring thing. And it's funny how, uh, that's why I don't think of it as anxiety, but so I think like, well, would I get fired? And then like, what are the odds? It's like, well, no, like probably not going to get fired. Um, you mean you hope it never goes down that, that road. But, and I said like a boo-boo, I wouldn't say messed up massively. Uh, try not to get into what it, it was, but yeah, I did something that, uh, yeah, was not good. Um, didn't really realize it at the time, but who knows? Uh, point is, is that, uh, yeah, like I was like immediately thinking, well, that couldn't happen. Like, well, it's not like, like, you know, <laughs> they're not going to punch me in the face, but like, you did this, bam. Could you just imagine <laughs> going into work in your office and just like, I can't believe you let this happen. And then someone just pops you in the face. What? Like, would you even be, like, you'd be upset. Like, that's the thing I think about most of these, these movies that are unrealistic. When things happen, like, screw you. You wouldn't, you wouldn't respond in a super negative way, largely. I think most people would be super caught off guard. Like, they wouldn't know what to think. Like, uh, I always think back to that scene in Ted, the first one, because uh, I haven't seen the second one yet. Heard it wasn't as good. But <laughs> seeing the first one where he's sitting on the park bench and the, the guy and his kid come up to Ted Mark Wahlberg and he says, he's like, stand up straight when you talk to me. <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg says, "The why the hell would you say that to me? <laughs> it just gives me every time. It's like, that's a real reaction. Like, it's funny, but that's exactly what would happen. Maybe not that phrasing, but like you would have that, wait, what reaction? The, you know, well. Not to plug an old episode I did, but for that reaction, go back and listen to Wait, What Wait? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so to go, like, think of it more realistically and, you know, 
not belittling it. Like obviously there are certain things to be worried about. And, um, you know, I was talking to my manager the other day and they were at this one job and they were saying, yeah, you know, it's hard not to be a hypochondriac when you, you go to school and, um, she was a nurse and I think she worked in some, uh, something to do with eye care. But, uh, you know, you start reading all the books and all that. And she's like, you start reading and you're like, oh, geez, that's something I have. And, and, uh, you just, you know, the people read information that's not filtered. And, and, you know, I've never read medical textbooks, so I'm not saying by any mean they're not filtered, but, you know, you just start reading things on the internet and that's the horrible thing people say about something happens to you and then you you google it and all of a sudden next it's like oh, i'm gonna lose my foot like uh no it's a sliver <laughs> you know like so it, it just to me when i say silly like it's kind of silly to have these things but what's the worst that could happen um and you know going back to a f- philosophical thinking with aristotle uh it's always the middle right like you don't want to be anxious but you don't want to be pardon me completely laid back and nonchalant about the whole thing like whatever whatever will be will be and you know i i always i always admired the people who were super laid back but then like then the people who are too laid back it's just uh like I have a few friends who who do a lot of traveling and it seems like their whole life is to travel and that's totally fine. Um, and again, not being a big traveler myself, like I am envious of people who can schedule the time and have the, um, the ability, like I, I just can't think of the word to, to plan these things. And, uh, like I have a, yeah, a friend who was supposed to go to Sweden of all places and just be there for a bit and, and yeah, go to this big festival. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, that's not even something I would have ever known about. Um, but it, you know, you're like, well, what are you going to, what are you doing? Like after that? And he's like, well, they said I could come back, but I quit my job. And you're kind of like, well, yeah, I don't know if I could do that though. Like personally, I've been unemployed and, you know, as they say, fun employed and it, uh, was not ideal, <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know, there's tons of people who that's their lifestyle. You know, I, when I worked in uh, temping, um, by that where I live, we work for a temp agency. Like you know, they find jobs for you, but I was not finding a lot of jobs, and it was pretty frustrating. And it's 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 hard. That's why I take so many it's. But it is hard to be grateful to someone who you're feeling doesn't do their job really well, like the purpose of a temp agency is to connect people who are looking for temporary work with companies who need temporary work. Now, when you deem that they don't do that very well, uh, yeah, like it's hard to be like, Oh, thank you for this two day job. And then I don't hear from you a uh, quick rundown of that history. I don't think I've ever talked about this temp work, but it was right after school. And I just kind of thought like, well, I'm applying for full-time jobs and trying to decide what I'm going to do with my life. Um, yeah, I need money. So I did this and, uh, this company, um, truthfully, the only one who ever really contacted me about work. So they're the, the best of the worst sort of thing. They, yeah, they, they contacted me, um, probably in total less than 10 times. But what was funny of, 
it was about the process of I'll say a year total, although within that year it wasn't again, it wasn't like I was working continuously. Uh this might be off track, but you know, some of these episodes are. <laughs> I'll just call it with a tag on the episode called derailed. <laughs> I'll loop it back, don't worry. Uh, yeah, I worked, I did a couple weeks work and then I was just not really having a lot of luck. And then same thing, like a week, I'd get like week and a half jobs, like a couple days. And I was like, oh, geez, so hard to plan, right? Not only because you're not making enough money to get by, but you make that money. And then you're in this weird fringe zone where you're like, well, I'm not quite in the comfortable. It's not like I'm making 10 grand a month. I mean, that's more than comfortable for a lot of people, but It's not like I'm making what I make now, and I don't make a great deal now, but I'm not making nothing, and I'm not making just enough to get by. So that being said, like, how do you budget, you know? Like, do you just go into total frugal mode? And yeah, and you're always always thinking in that mindset, like, what is the worst, or in my case, like, what's the worst that couldn't happen? Um, For me, it was was super bad. (laughs) I can't think of a more detailed word to describe it but uh yeah i went and worked a couple months then the, the turn of the new year this would have been back in uh, i guess start of 2013 yeah 2013 i think that sounds right yeah um and I, yeah i had a couple i worked for like three weeks and then i think i i had maybe it got extended it was supposed to be extended to to like six weeks total but then I think on the uh, on the day of the fifth, first day of the fifth week, when I was kind of like, all right, I got another paycheck coming in, and then I'll have to start looking and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, the the boss of that company basically just said like, oh, we've told the placement agency we actually don't need you for another two weeks, but thanks for all your help. Uh, you're like, oh, geez, all right, back to not making any money. Um, by that time frame. I'd sort of saved up a little bit of money and I had after that basically was the start of my work as a contractor and getting into these contracts where I signed to be there for not through temp agency. But uh, what was funny was that I went worked a four month contract with this, this nonprofit and it was a really good experience. Um, I actually moved not, not because of this job. Uh, I moved downtown by this place. It was my old apartment before I moved here with my girlfriend. Um, yeah, I moved down there and it was just perfect coincidence that the office was two blocks away. And I'm not saying that like, Oh, it's like a 10 minute walk. Like it would have taken me longer to drive than it would to walk because I would have to go with traffic and (laughs) all that. So, yeah, it was pretty good. And then, uh, so I got this job. So by the time that this job is going, um, it's during the summer months. And then I think it was, yeah, it was end of July. Like, let's say July 25th. I get this this phone call from the temp agency. Now, I have not worked with them since the beginning of April, let's say. So yeah, let's say April. Let's be <laughs> edgy on the side of caution. Say end of April, who knows? Um, then May, June, July. So three months, they contact me offering me a job. 
I go, what? Oh, and I was like, oh, I'm working. And they're like, oh, okay, sorry, so you don't want it? And it's like, well, no. And the funny thing was, was that I think it actually paid more. Um, it was at a newspaper of all places, like a you know national newspaper. Um, but it was it was one of those things that was like, well, again, uh, yeah, I would make more money, but it's for less time than I still have this contract. I still had another month and a half, and this contract was uh, three weeks, and it's a pretty quick way and weighing of the options. But you feel ripped off in a sense. But uh, what what happened after that was I didn't hear from them again till. I was actually looking for work. Um, my job ended last week of August, this contract. And then uh, my mom used to be a manager at this one company, basically said they were uh, they were looking for workers themselves just to help with this big, big show they were having. Um, yeah, of course. Why not, right? <laughs> so I went and worked there for, mm, I think I worked, yeah, I think we worked seven or eight days. Can't remember, but yeah, why not? You know, one of those things. And then, um, yeah, I was applying. It was a lot of work, but I made a lot of money. Got paid under the table, and yeah, you know, maybe I should toss her name out there now because she doesn't work there. <laughs> yeah, and it was good. And then on the on the Friday, so I'm working there another two days. Uh, I get a offer and that offer is through the temp agency once again a couple months later and this is not how it's supposed to be what made me think of this was that i worked at this this one job for a week and a half and this guy there like he just seemed to have nothing and i may have mentioned before when i say nothing like he was an odd guy but he wasn't he wasn't stupid like you could tell he could do jobs and he you know could do them fairly well but he wasn't physically fit he wasn't quite intelligent he was really kooky guy um, I remember the story about him was that he just carried his backpack everywhere. And I said like, Oh, you can leave your backpack here. They said like, I'm leaving my lunch kit here. And he said, no, no, it's not my lunch. My lunch is in there. It's my books. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then he went on to tell me about how he, he's, uh, his hobby is antique books. And I said, Oh, collecting them. And he said, no, reading them. And I said, Oh, okay. And I kind of want to say, I'm like, well, if you're just reading and these were not in good good uh <laughs> good condition but what is that like the guy didn't really have anything spectacular that he brought to the table and i was like oh how often do you work for this temp agency this is the same temp agency that was like three months in between each job offer um yeah and they they basically he said oh i work almost every day and i was like yeah but not every week and he said yeah it's pretty rare i don't work you know, at least four days out of a week. And I was like, what? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. And, and that was where in my life, I really had to start looking on the total lighter side. I think I've talked about this before, but I was pretty depressed. You know, you, you graduate university, you're in the top echelon of your class, but I just couldn't get a job. And I, you know, you're baffled. It's like, wait, and, and it's not if you can't get a job. This is what I've always said, is that I always compare myself to the lives of others, which is a good German form film that I had to watch in school. If you're ever up for a really cool, different movie. Also, The Wave, another good German film. Those Germans, really good at making foreign movies. <laughs> well, I guess to me, it's all foreign. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to the point. I really had to start looking at the lighter side and thinking like, 
thinking about these these anxiety cases, I never used to have anxiety. I had a good balance. Um, but when your mind jumps to this, what's the worst? Like, I almost, I forced myself to to think like, what's the worst that couldn't happen? And to think of something that's so ridiculous and silly, see this is how it ties back, that it makes you feel better. You know, like you know, the boss is not going to kick up walk up and just kick me in the nuts i think that would be hilarious like to tell that story later like at a bar be like he did what or, <laughs> he hit me with his car i couldn't i didn't know what to say i was like all right <laughs> point is is that like when you put it beyond the realm of possibility that's you know that's what these movies that are fantastical and just so experiential and all this like it could never happen, and that's why we can enjoy them so much. You know, going back to what Andrew, who's been on this podcast probably over a year ago now, uh, used to say was that um, with movies, like he can enjoy it if it's purely uh, a fantasy, like like Big Fish is like he understands the concept and like there's a real world, dream world sort of thing, and or if it's you know pure fantasy or if it's pure fiction, and I won't go into the examples about that, but. Um, people can enjoy them if they're separate, but it's one of those things that people sometimes have a difficulty with uh, deciphering between what is what people are capable of in a reality and what they're not. And you might think, well, he's just talking about movies, but I'm not. Like, you know, ultimately, who knows what could happen? You know, my mom used to say to me in school that I really shouldn't play rugby, I was going to say sports, but specifically rugby, my last year in university. And to me, this was not something, this was not an ongoing topic. My mom had seen me play contact sports, play sports my entire life. Um, there was no worries. My mom was a pretty, you know, you play sports, that's what you do. She was offered a volleyball scholarship in the States and, you know, she turned it down, but she was still offered a full scholarship. And yeah, I guess she was pretty good. So she understood. She really did. So when I say this is out of character, I was kind of caught off guard. She's like, we've been talking and maybe you shouldn't play. And I was thinking like, what? And the thing that was funny was that as my life was getting busier, I was getting better grades and better work and things like that. Like my internships, when I got more stuff piled on, I performed better. Again, obviously there's probably a threshold. Uh, so I was just like, yeah, that can't be what she's saying because my grades have been getting better and I'm, you know, managing my money better. And yeah, I really didn't see where she was going with this. What she was getting at was that um, I could break. She's like, what if you broke your hand? And I said, then I'd break my hand, I guess. She said, yeah, well, what if you broke your hand and you couldn't write finals? And of course, this was not the answer that my mom wanted to hear. But I said, well, no, there's people that write them for you, you know, if you have an injury. And they're like, that's not the point. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, I see. I see where you're getting at. Um, <laughs> I do see. And in her mind, like, that was the worst thing that could happen is I got an injury or something and I couldn't finish my last year of university. Um, you know, again, knock on wood, I'll do it lightly so you can't hear, but that, that's something. And I said, like, that could happen. I could walk across the street and get hit by a bus when I'm not paying attention. Like there are things, you know, we can obviously limit the, I don't know, not definitely not opportunities, limit the chances that something negative and possibly deadly and <laughs> some scenarios can happen to us. Like, I don't really want to be an Alaskan crab fisherman. Um, 
<laughs> I think we can all understand why if you've ever seen the show. It, it you know, the, whatever they call it, the, the deadliest catch. It does seem dangerous. I do not want to do that. It does not appeal to me. <laughs> I understand that. But we all have to determine our, our level and, and say like, well, for me, this is this is what I deem as what's the worst that, that couldn't happen. Like you you go beyond the limit and you set it. You know, it's it's a real maybe that's what I'll tag this episode too, like go beyond the limit. Because if in terms of philosophy, I've really gotten into that in the last few years of going above and beyond what's expected. Uh, I've talked about it in the fitness episode uh, probably over a year ago. Uh, where you don't, I've heard other people say like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he did it in Muhammad Ali, you know, one of his famous quote was, I don't start counting the sit-ups until they hurt. So he might have said to get sore. I don't know. Maybe he didn't say hurt, but and the same with Arnold was that you don't count your, for him, obviously not sit-ups for him. You, you know, he didn't count the, the curls. He, he went until he was tired and so you go above and beyond because if you set yourself with a number of 10 and be like okay this is the worst case scenario i get probation i get lectured whatever it is in my scenario or you know or hit with a car kicked in the balls if you set it there um anything that goes it's easier to cope with it may not translate exactly because you know one you're trying to achieve and the other you're trying not to um, obviously I'm hoping for the best, but you know, if you think about it in the sense of like, they're not going to come to my house and burn my house down. So maybe that's an optimistic approach to take to it. Some of you might think this is a very stupid outlook, but Hey, it's what gets me through the day. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, go beyond your limits and just have that realm of possibility. And, you know, I, I'm a, try, a person who tries to, too hard almost. Some I need to work on to try and calculate the outcomes and odds and interpretations of everyone involved in a situation. It does help me, but it wears thin on my brain and probably exhausts me a lot more than it should. But, so, yeah, so going beyond the limits and just picking that thing that this, like, mm, this probably won't happen. So anything short of that, and that's the worst case thing that probably won't happen. <laughs> Maybe that should have been a better title, but a little bit longer, not as witty. Hopefully this episode was not as long, but as witty as any other episode you've listened to. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, hopefully after this week, get back to doing a semi-regular schedule, try and transition back into the two-week. Maybe start it off with uh, re-releasing some old episodes. Um, it's hard to do because I have to go back and see. I don't want to release one that's within the last six months. And all the other ones, like it's a little bit difficult to track the stats of what were the popular ones. I don't want to release ones that got no likes and you know, pull a hey there, Delilah. If any of you know that reference, good on you. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been the lighter side of everything. And uh, this is hopefully not the worst thing. That could happen to you today. Listen to this episode. Until next time. Bye bye.